This is Bloomberg Business Week with Carol Masser and Bloomberg Quick Takes Tim Stenovic from Bloomberg Radio. Facebook, as you know, we just broke down their earnings. Stock's still up about 4.7% in the after hours. For some insight, as only he can do, is Bloomberg Radio host Paul Sweeney, who hosts like, I don't know what, 20 shows here at Bloomberg? <laughs> they keep me busy. It's a lot of fun. <laughs> I know. And you do it well. Um, this feels like a blockbuster quarter. We knew, though, the comparisons were going to be somewhat easy, right? Yeah, we, we, we did it. This is a, this really is, you know, as the analysts like to say, a blowout quarter. I mean, think about a company that's got $26 billion of quarterly revenue. To grow that 47% is just extraordinary. And they did it the old-fashioned way. They raised prices by about 30%, and they sold 12% more ad units. And so that'll add up to a really good top line. And then their profit margins were so much better than the street had been forecasting, which led to a, you know, a big EPS beat as well. Did you feel like after you saw Google's numbers yesterday, you knew that Facebook was probably going to have a pretty good quarter as well? I did. Uh, I really did because we. these are the two players, and maybe along with Amazon now, that really dominate digital advertising. Look at some of the smaller companies like Pinterest, who reported some disappointing numbers yesterday, and, and you know Snapchat and Twitter. They, you know, they kind of play with the crumbs that are left by the Googles and the Facebooks and, and the Amazons here. So you saw some really strong numbers, really strong metrics out of Google. Uh, and Facebook saw, you know, experience a similar type of a, a marketplace. So walk us through some of the other metrics, because I think one of the concerns is, well, I don't know, where should we go? Like first quarter daily active users, there's so many, you know, headlines that come across the Bloomberg. Tell me what else you think our, our audience needs to know about, Paul. I'll tell you what, what advertisers look at. They look at the size of the audience, and, and for, uh, you know, Facebook, that's monthly a, uh, active users, average users. Uh, that grew, and that was better than a forecast. And then the second question is, how engaged are is that audience with your product? Uh, because the more engaged they are, the more they are uh, likely to be influenced by my advertisement. And for Facebook, that's daily active users. Uh, and the daily active users also came in uh, very strong relative to expectations. So if I'm an ad salesman for Facebook, it's a pretty easy sell for me. That's it. Like, so I do think about kind of in this world, right? People are constantly trying to get our attention and sell yep. us stuff. And I said earlier, when it comes to something like Facebook, you know, Instagram, WhatsApp, I mean, they are very much aggressively looking to use those channels, right, to sell stuff. I know my 18-year-old, it's often how she shops. She's following influencers and she's on Instagram and she sees something and then she finds out where, you know, it's sold. Everything, you know, has a tag on it. I mean, that they are looking to boost, right, in terms of their business. Yeah, that's the one one area that they'd really like to develop, and that's kind of the shopping aspect, shopping shopping mechanism on Facebook. They've got such a big audience, such an engaged audience, and and there's and you're right, the influencers are such a big part of the retail landscape these days. You don't want to lose those people to um, as they you know close your app and open up the Amazon app. So you want to try to build that e-commerce business, and so they did launch a, a business called Shop about a year ago, but it really hasn't done that much. So I think that's going to be one of the areas on the conference call. Um, that investors are going to want to get some more clarity. Okay, so are there is there anything in this quarter that bothers you at all? Well, I mean, the comparisons are going to get tougher, which they kind of called out for the third and fourth quarter of this year. So you're not got and so they said kind of the revenue outlook in terms of growth rates is similar in the second quarter uh, than what they saw in the first quarter. So that's good. Then the comparisons get tougher, and they said sequentially the growth rates will slow. So that's that's an issue. The other issue, which, which will is investors issue, be, and, will, will they be hip to that? Do you think at that point? Because <laughs> you know, yeah, investors they, are like, okay. Yeah, we'll see. That, that that's why they're calling it out so early here. Yeah. You know, um, if, if you didn't already know it, now you do. Um, and um, so the other thing is, uh, Apple computers changing 
the way their apps uh, target users. Uh, right now, you have you opt out. You have to physically say opt out. I don't want you to track me, uh, Facebook, when I go to other apps. Now, Apple saying we're going to change that. Now you have to opt in to say yes, Facebook, yes, uh, and all these other apps. I want you to follow me. Uh, as I traverse all around the Internet. Now, the question is, that could be a real issue for digital advertising dollars um, if people start you know, failing to opt in. Um, so we'll have to see how that plays out. We'll have to see how uh, Facebook reacts. But typically, when those things kind of happen, and we saw something similar in Europe, what it does is actually benefits the incumbent players because mm. advertisers feel like, I'm just going to go where I know the audience is. You know, so we'll have to see how that plays out. Listen, our Kurt Wagner, tech reporter here at Bloomberg News, says, "Boy, yeah, Facebook is is he is great. Is big these days. Headcount uh, as of the end of March was sixty thousand six hundred and fifty four employees, up twenty six percent over a year ago. That's a lot of new employees to add during a pandemic. But it says something. I guess they're busy and they're growing. Yeah, and I've got uh, two sons graduating from college uh, in, a, in a matter of a week or so. So I'm like." Call up Google. They're hiring. <laughs> go, to Silicon, go to Silicon Valley because those folks out there are hiring big time. Well, it's funny that you say that. Kurt Swig, uh, Ken Swig of Swig Equities was on with us, and he's a real estate investor and entrepreneur. And he said, you know, look at who is tapping into real estate, like in New York. It's the Amazons. It's the Googles. Yeah. It's the Facebook. Yeah. You know, they're not running to shut down offices or have everybody work from home. They're tapping into office space big time. They are, and that's it's good to see, and uh, you know it's good for the city of New York, and because uh, it's prime real estate, and it's a lot of it, and we see it from all these companies, whether it's an Amazon or a Facebook or a Google, they are still so much in the investment mode. Uh, you look at their R and D, you look at their investments in property, plant, and equipment, in terms of you know new real estate all around the country, uh, they are still very much in the growth mode, still very much in the investment mode. So. Um, and when they make this much cash, it I guess it's easy to see why. Yeah, it's interesting. And I was just passing something about, um, you mentioned earlier about Apple and having to opt in. And uh, it looks like Facebook had made some comments about that. Uh, here it is. Facebook listed ad targeting as a headwind again, primarily because of changes yep. to Apple iOS 14. Uh, but that was listed as a headwind last quarter as well. So, you know, as an investor... The regulatory environment, you know, Paul, we talk about this a lot. It does feel like these big tech companies are increasingly under the gun when it comes to lawmakers and policymakers. A lot of times it's just talk. I don't know. It feels a little different. What's on your radar when it comes to possible uh, things that might be a drag on a company like Facebook going forward? When I talk to tech investment bankers that, that I know, they say that Google and Facebook are really on the sidelines right now. It feels that way in terms of M&A because uh, and sizable m and because they know that they're being targeted by the regulators. Mm. Um, so I think the risk is very low that they would ever be broken up, for example, but they know that the regulatory bar for making any kind of acquisitions uh, is really high. And so they're just kind of staying on the sidelines, keeping their heads down, uh, trying to stay out of you know the crosshairs, and then we'll see what happens going forward. But um, it is an issue, and, and, and we've talked about it a lot, that this you know the U.S., regulators and even the folks in Congress, they've taken a very light hand really over the last 50 or 60 years towards U.S. technology and allowed Silicon Valley to grow uh, and make all these great innovations. But that feels like it might be changing a little bit because you've got these mega, mega companies like Amazon, like Google, like Apple, uh, like Facebook that are just so pervasive across all of our lives. It's just not some industrial company or railroad company out in the Midwest. These are the companies that, that we touch every single day, uh, and it goes to data privacy, data integrity, 
Um, so there's a lot of issues and a lot of layers, and uh, it's definitely a risk out there, I think, for a lot of tech investors in Silicon Valley. Hey, listen, since I have you, because, you know, we've been following, you know, some of these big tech names, and we're waiting Apple. Uh, they should cross in about, I don't know, about eight minutes from now here. And just, you know, it's a little bit of a mixed bag, Microsoft versus Google, you know, what we're getting with Facebook, we'll see what we get with Apple. How do you, do you see any consistent themes or anything as we go from report to report? Well, it's interesting. I think the you know for the software side of the, te of the technology space, um, it's really all about the cloud, um, and there's lots of applications for the cloud, and there's lots of different layers of it that the you know the Anurag Ranas and the Mandeep Singhs of the world from Bloomberg Intelligence they mm -hmm. know really well. But but what we do know is that cloud computing and all its applications is probably one of the it's probably the biggest growth in tech spending, and that theme is still very strong, and it's a very competitive uh, race between. Uh, Amazon and Amazon Web Service, Microsoft with its uh, Azure uh, play, uh, Google's in there as well, IBM has a play. So there's a lot of big competitors there, but it is growing very quickly. And the pandemic just accelerated that, uh, again, as more and more companies were looking to put more and more of their data distributed on the cloud. So all of us working from home could have better you know, use of it and we could use our applications on it. So big, big growth area there. And then the second area that we're seeing from these consumer technology companies like the, um, the, you know, the Facebooks of the world is that advertising dollars continue to flow to these digital platforms. And again, the pandemic probably played a role as an accelerant there as we're all spending more and more time on our devices here. Right. And I would assume that we're going to continue. I mean, sure, we're going to go back out and we're going to travel and we're going to live, but we have gotten so much increasingly yep. used to doing everything on our phone, right, and online that that, that stuff doesn't go away. No, it doesn't. And, uh, you know, another big area, because we're spending so much more time on, on uh, our digital uh, appliances, is security. Yeah. And, and, yeah. and we hear that a lot from technology investors, is that that is a great growth area within technology spend, which is security. The more time we spend, the more data we put up on, on the cloud or, or put store in our devices, uh, the security's got to be a lot better because we know there are a lot of bad people out there right. uh, with, the, you, know, you know, really looking to uh, hack into a lot of these systems. So, uh, that's going to be another growth story as well. I hear a lot of people who are saying, uh, "I keep getting messages, change my password. They're not. It's not complicated enough, or you've got a, you know, you've got security yep. concerns." Paul Sweeney, love you, love you. That was so great. Paul Sweeney, co-host of Bloomberg Surveillance and Bloomberg Markets. Catch him on Bloomberg Radio with uh, Tom Keen from nine to ten, and of course Matt Miller from uh, ten to noon. Shares of Facebook, by the way, up four point eight percent. We are awaiting Apple earnings. They're going to cross in any minute. This is Bloomberg Radio. So definitely our top story right at this moment is Apple. Charlie breaking down uh, the numbers, the quarter. The stock is up about 3.8% in the after hours. Big headlines, Apple authorizing an increase of $90 billion to its existing buyback program. Second quarter revenue, big beat. Huge beat, $89.58 billion versus an estimate of $77.3 billion. And if you go through all of their uh, product lines and business sectors, uh, big beats in those as well. Let's get to it, though. And what you need to know about the quarter from Bob O'Donnell. He's president and chief analyst at Technalysis Research. He's based in Foster City, California. And that's where we find him on this Wednesday. Bob, nice to have you here. Uh, Thanks, we've said it a lot, I feel like, today. But it looks like a blowout blockbuster quarter. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, what's fascinating when you look through is there was a lot of focus on what services we're going to do. And it looks like services did okay, but really the big stuff was good old iPhones and Macs. I Stop. mean, that's, you know, <laughs> those are the things that are really crushing it for them. And, 
you know, from a regional perspective, again, obviously we're just going through this live here, but the China numbers are also looking really good, almost double from a year ago. So that's, that's a clear sign of the fact that the iPhone 12 having 5G, that's what was critical for China because 5G networks are very widely available in China and without a 5G phone, Apple was at a real disadvantage. So the iPhone 12 selling through China in clearly in big numbers, that's got to be a, a big portion of the reason there. And then Max, the M1, uh, that's Apple's custom chip that they created uh, based on ARM architectures. Um, they've done this for the iPhone, uh, but they introduced that last fall for the Mac, and clearly uh, they had a lot of success with that. And of course, just last week, we saw them introduce M1-based iMacs and even brought the M1 to the iPad. So, you know, we've got this custom silicon story that Apple's telling. Um, we've got the 5G story that Apple's telling. Right. And look, the, the service businesses, all these other things are also doing well. Not that they're doing, they're not doing as well. Right. Um, but those, it's kind of those traditional Apple businesses that the one seem to seem to be the standouts. Hey, hang on for a second. Just got, um, it's been, talk about an overflow of Newsday, but it's all good stuff. Amazon just crossing the Bloomberg terminal to boost pay by at least 50 cents to $3 an hour to over 500,000 of its staff members, rolling out pay boosts from mid-May through early June uh, to invest over a billion dollars in incremental pay for certain staff. We probably will hear a little bit more about that tomorrow when the company reports its latest quarterly results. Amazon shares, let me just take a quick check here in the after hour is up about eight tenths of a percent and just quickly want to mention verizon exploring a sale of its media assets including aol and yahoo this is coming from dow jones uh Uh, yeah could value verizon meeting media assets at four to five billion dollars so a lot going on quick check though of the stock here in the after hours shares of verizon just down a hair down about one tenth of one percent um any thoughts on amazon of verizon there bob well, you know, the interesting Amazon, they've been been—they've caught a lot of grief lately in terms of, you know, their mm-hmm. workplace standards and, and everything else. But inter- another interesting data point just came out today is that Amazon was ranked as the number one place to work by LinkedIn. LinkedIn did a huge study of the top 50 companies to work at in America, and Amazon came out number one. Interesting. Apple was also in the top 10. Um, AT&T was in the top 10. Uh, IBM and Alphabet. Uh, Verizon was also, I believe, in the top 20. But anyway, yeah. you know, it's, right. that I think is an interesting segment, and we'll see what happens with Amazon's earnings tomorrow. Yeah, exactly. And I know we've been here at Bloomberg Business Week doing a lot of reporting about, and uh, Bloomberg News, just Jeff Bezos thinking about his legacy, you know, uh, and what's to come. Yep. And so thinking a little bit more broadly about that. Bob, thank you so much. Really appreciate you breaking down Apple with us. Bob O'Donnell, President and Chief Analyst at Technolysis Research, uh, on the phone from Foster City, California. 